It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. To, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Billy D's Podcast. If you've never heard our program before, we are essentially an interview and a commentary podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, pretty much anywhere you find a podcast, you can find the Billy D's Podcast on the Skype machine with me today. I have Kay. How are you doing, Kay? Doing pretty well. How are you, Billy? Um, absolutely fantastic. Now, K is K Pal numeral seven on TikTok. And I finally, I've been trying, I finally have a, a TikToker on the program. K has over 25,000, I am upwards of 26,000 followers on TikTok. And one of the things I wanted to talk about today um, is when I mentioned TikTok to a lot of my marketing people and all, and, 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 and even people in their early 20s, their answer is, well, it's just for kids. It's Vine uh, recycled. And uh, Kay is a perfect example of an exception. Now, yes, there is a lot of youth on TikTok. There's absolutely no question. Um, but it's up and coming. I was listening to uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Do you, do you know who he is, Kay? I think so. Um, he, he's the one that is like giving advice to the youth about how to be successful in the business world. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, he, he's been t- saying for a long time that you have to keep an eye on what's going on with TikTok because, you know, the, the rub on Facebook when it first came out was that it was nothing but a bunch of crazy college kids, okay? And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Instagram was nothing but kids. Um, when it first started, that was the rub on it. And the next thing you know, everybody was scrambling to get their business Facebook pages up and uh, some other stuff. And now all of a sudden, you know, they're behind the eight ball. And they he was really saying... Don't let that happen with TikTok. Um, we're going to talk about Kay's content here in a little bit. She very much does societal issues, very much does politics. Uh, let's start with you, Kay, just to give uh, people an idea of, of who you are. Now, where are you from? So I was born and raised in El Paso, Texas, but oh, wow. I currently, over the past three years, have lived in a suburb of Austin, Texas. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, how are winters down there? 
Um, they're actually more mild than they were in El Paso. Um, there's no humidity in El Paso, so the temperature changes a lot more radically. But here, you know, it tends to stay kind of on the warmer side. You really don't need more than a hoodie, you know, in the dead yeah. of winter. Well, I'm in northeastern Ohio, and uh, I got it. Now, actually, where I'm at, it, it's not horrible. Okay, mm-hmm. you, you get up around the lake, and there's this thing called Lake Effect. And uh, up in that area uh, around Lake Erie, it it can be horrible in wintertime. I mean, they get like a foot of snow at, at a time. Uh, we don't have that down here, uh, but it does get pretty cold. Uh, January and February are not my <laughs> not my favorite <laughs> months. So when you're uh, when you're not on TikTok, uh, what are you up to? So I am a special education teacher, and I work with kids that are in sixth grade to ninth grade. Um, okay. So that keeps me pretty busy. I work about 70 hours a week. Oh, so man. really, that's kind of the majority of what I do. That's that's hard work, too. And I, and I want to tell you, um, uh, I really appreciate that. I actually work. I have I have a part time gig of my own where I produce multimedia, but I also work full time for a nonprofit here in Ohio. And, oh. and we're one of the largest um, mental health and uh, addiction services uh, in mm-hmm. the area. And I got to tell you, I'm not a counselor, but I, I work in the marketing department. But the, the counselors are on the ground floor of people who are really on the, on the bottom rung of their life. And uh, they do very hard, um, difficult work. So, um, you know, I, I really understand, um, you know, a lot of what you go through. And it's sometimes very thankless. And I don't know what the parents like. I can imagine uh, in this day and age. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, your work is very much appreciated. Um, oh, thank you. And, you know, I have, I have, you know, it's kind of hit or miss. I've got parents that are just on my side 100% of the time volunteering, helping out. And then you have others that, you know, just um, they think that they're at war with you. So, you know, you've got good ones and bad ones, just like any profession, I'd suppose. Well, that's it. That's a great attitude. Uh, It is. And I guess it comes with the territory just like anything else. Definitely. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about TikTok. Let's presume um, that a lot of the people that are listening to to this don't know what TikTok is. Now, it's an app. It's a social media app. um, Mm -hmm. And it's. You can post videos. You have your choice of posting a 15-second video, um, or you can post a 60-second video. You can use the app to record the video, and correct me if I'm wrong, you can use the app to record a video, or you can pre-record it on your phone and, of course, upload it at a later time. Yes, that's absolutely right. Okay. Um, How would you describe its basic functionality? Well, I do think that TikTok started off as kind of an answer to Vine going away. Um, I had Vines long ago and they weren't they weren't anything political. You know, it was just me having fun and I never really got any traction there. But um, I think that TikTok kind of came in the wake of Vine going away and they gave you the option to have longer than seven second videos. Um, So for a long time, it was largely, you know, lip syncing, dancing, comedy type app. And it was really geared towards the younger generation for sure. Yeah. How long have you uh, been on TikTok? Um, probably about six months, but I didn't start making wow. videos until August. And you've so, got that many followers that quickly. 
Yeah, I think I um, I think I made a lot of people angry at the beginning. That's how I think it happened, to be honest with you. Yeah, that was going to be my question. How long did it take you? But apparently it's, uh, let's see, August, September, November. You know, it's only been a couple months. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a popular sound. And for those of you that don't know TikTok, um, uh, they lip sync to a lot of sounds. And there was a, a sound that was pretty popular at the time that was saying Texas check. And, you know, I'm from Texas. So right. they would show, you know, Cowboys and Whataburger, which is a fast food chain we have here and H-E-B and the things you'd find in Texas. And, um, even though I was born and raised here, I'm not very gung-ho Texas like a lot of other Texans are. Okay. So I used the sound and ended up showing uh, images of the the camps that they're keeping the undocumented immigrants in okay. in Texas. And uh, I think that that really pissed a lot of people off. So yeah. that's kind of how I started. But there were other people that I guess agreed with me. But the the conflict there is what kind of got my name out there. Sure, and and a lot of times being controversial is 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 a lot of times what will kickstart something like this. Now, as as we're kind of going here, your content centers around politics, societal issues. Um, have these issues always been of an interest to you? Yes, um, not so much politics, but I've always had a very strong sense of justice. Um, okay. I wanted the world to be fair. Um, I had a really big bleeding heart. Yeah. And then um, but it wasn't necessarily centered around politics. And then, um, you know, Trump got elected and things just really took off after that. I started sure. getting a lot more interested in politics and trying to figure out, you know, how that could have happened and. I mean, as as many people that have seen my channel know, I'm not a fan of uh, Trump. So um, I just really started digging in deep and researching, you know, how this could have happened and and what issues there were with his policies and things like that. I probably should mention that um, a lot of your content, um, you will cite um, sources and -hmm. you'll give examples for your information. Um, Your work is very methodical. Your style seems to be, um, you know, to state things in a very matter-of-fact kind of way. You usually have a close-up, and uh, you don't use a lot of expressions. It's kind of like a, not quite a poker face, but, you know, uh, you, you have that delivery. Um, do you, uh, is that something that you developed right away? Or is that something that's kind of, uh, that style, have you kind of just grown with it and, and uh, experimented So as far as the sources in my earlier videos, I didn't provide nearly as many. And um, I got a lot of comments from people saying, oh, well, where are your sources? Prove it. And so I that's something that came with time. I started putting more and more of the sources that I was using in there. But as far as kind of um, the passive, you know, poker face thing that I was doing, um, it's it's kind of a technique that I didn't necessarily develop for TikTok, but a lot of. Um, things involved with my job. You talk with parents about very sensitive subjects. Yeah. A lot of times people come in, you know, with their, their fists up, ready to fight, you know, verbally for, yeah. for something. And so, um, a big part of my job is being able to throw people off guard. Um, and I think, you know, the, the old adage is true that you catch more flies with honey. I used to do also de-escalation when I worked in customer service for 10 years. Oh, okay. And, Kind of the biggest thing that I learned there was when someone comes at you with a complaint 
if you make them feel heard and not attacked and just like you're having a conversation, it tends to disarm people yeah. pretty well. And I think that when you are, are talking with somebody that doesn't agree with your point of view, the only way that you can find common ground is to, to come at it as a conversation rather yeah. than a fight. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to come back to that. Um, okay. What concerns do you feel right now um, are of, of paramount importance in our society? Um, it might be biased, but as a teacher, this, this gear towards in anti-intellectualism bothers yeah. me quite a bit. Um, we get a lot of people on the other side of the fence, um, talking about fake news, talking about fake sources. Yeah. And I'm not saying those things don't exist, but, um, I've heard from a lot of, of the older generation on the other side saying things like, well, I don't want my kid to go to college because they'll come back a liberal. Oh. And I think that they need to think about things like that, because if education makes you liberal, you know, I'm not saying that everyone with an education is, but it's just something that I think deserves more consideration than just writing it off as a propaganda machine. Yeah. You know, I'm uh, I would have to say I probably do not have a political ideology. At least I try not to. Um, now, on any given subject, I might swing right or left. But I, I, tr mm -hmm. I try not to filter um, when when a subject comes up. I don't have a, a like, for example, when anything comes up, I know exactly what Rush Limbaugh is going to say about it. I know exactly what uh, uh, Rachel Maddow is going to say about it. OK, I, mm -hmm. I try not to have that filter. That predetermines my opinion. Right. Um, but with that being said, I can tell you this. One of the concerns that I have is when I was younger, and I'm, I'm probably quite a bit older than you are. When I was younger, um, when you said you were a liberal, that that meant something in the way of a philosophy. Mm -hmm. um, when you said that you were a conservative, um, that meant something in the way of, you know, a general practicality that you might have had. But they've come to mean something else now. It used to be that the fringes were out on on the five percent of the right and left spectrum. They were out on the five percent. Mm -hmm. Now it seems like it's encroaching. It's ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five percent. And I hear a lot of things like, you know, if if you disagree with me, I'm not going to follow you. I'm going to block you. You're you're trying to destroy my way of life. Mm -hmm. And what scares me about liberalism and conservatism now is people are creating these um, notions that if you disagree with me, you're my enemy. OK, you're you're part of a foreign uh, entity that I don't understand. And that's the earmark of a cult. Oh, yeah. And um, I notice it on, on, on both sides because I have friends who are way left and I have friends who are way right. And that's what I was going to talk to you about, um, how you cite sources and how you try to de-escalate. Mm -hmm. To me, I have run into more and more people in the last couple of years that there is no reasoning with them. Mm -hmm. There's no way to get through. You can try being intelligent. You can try citing facts. You can. It, nothing makes its way through. It's like they, they've they've put themselves in these false realities. And I really think that's dangerous moving forward, no matter what your leaning is, going yeah, into I an election year, agree. you know, and uh, I, so I just wondered, have you encountered that? 
Yeah, absolutely. I've even countered it in my own ideology. Um, One thing that I don't ever want to stop doing is questioning my own beliefs. Um, You really need to be self-reflective and things like that. Um, I have gotten in arguments on TikTok where someone showed me evidence that proved that things that I believed were wrong. Um, One of my followers was, you know, I was saying that America had the most gun violence and he showed me a source and is like, no, you're wrong. And I was like, wow, okay. So the fact that I I think it's really important for people to to be able to be open to information that goes against what they what they thought was true. And I also think another thing that's really important that people are losing is to be able to say, you know what, I don't know enough about that, so I'm not going to comment on it. And that's something that I've tried to continue to do. You know, I get people asking me, what do you think about what's going on in Venezuela? You know what? I haven't researched it. Yeah. I haven't done a whole lot. And so I'll say, I feel this way. I don't have evidence. I need to look into it. Yeah. Um, it is perfectly okay not to know everything about everything and yeah. not to fake knowing, you know, something about something that you actually don't know about. Exactly. So. Well, it's great that you did do that. A lot of people don't. The only mm-hmm. other thing that I would bring up as kind of like a nuance to all of this is, um, you know, there's an old saying that figures don't lie, but liars figure. Mm-hmm. And you could um, probably take 12 given facts about any topic and give them to you mm-hmm. and give them to me and ask me to construct a conservative argument around them and ask you to construct a progressive argument around them. And we could probably using the, those 12, you know, stressing some, laying off of others, you, you could probably form an argument either way with those same 12 facts. Absolutely. And even statistics can be manipulated to back up something that you're trying to say. Yeah, that's definitely, you know, plausible. Yeah, that's why I I kind of that's what worries me. Um, I I think that in compared with years past, what, what I would call the collective wisdom, the certain amount of common sense, the way we kind of sift through information has really changed. Mm-hmm. And um, that's 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 the concern I think that we uh, that we both share. Now, when you are on uh, TikTok, do you follow trending? Do you try to hop on uh, hot topics? Uh, definitely. You know, if there's a sound that has going has been going around a lot, I will try to figure out a political spin to put on it and use it. Um, I also use a lot of the trending hashtags, whether they apply to my videos or not, because to be completely honest, I'm trying to get, you know, more followers. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like once you start, you just try and see how, how far you can push it, I suppose. Oh, sure. Sure. Um, does your TikTok persona, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, obviously your politics are in line with who you are, Yeah. but, uh, your TikTok persona, the, uh, the kind of person that you come across, is, is that accurately reflected in your, uh, in, in your TikTok or uh, if somebody met you, would they say something like, well, you know, she's a lot nicer than what I expected or something like that. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I really like about TikTok is you can say a sentence and then pause it and then think about the next sentence you're going to say and then continue to go. Yeah. So I think people are under the impression that I'm a lot more articulate than I actually am. Um, I stutter a lot. I trip over my words. So and then, you know, when I get trolls, I have this series where I joke and have responses for rude things that people have said yeah. to me. Yeah. And I come off very snarky and very quick witted. But the reality is I've had like 
24 to 48 hours to think of the perfect response to that sort of thing. Yeah. So it does come off like I don't care as much when I do. Um, I mean, people have said things that have hurt my feelings before. Yeah. Um, but I get over it and then, you know, I try to laugh at it. And that makes me look, I think, a bit more callous than I actually am. <laughs> okay. um, <laughs> well, that's interesting because uh, I've, I've noticed a few times, you know, you've gone after your uh, your critics. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, that's great. I, um, I've been on social media for a while. I've been on Twitter for a long time and I generally try not to engage the negativity. Um, and, and it's not for any moral ethical reason, like I'm above it. It's just that, uh, I have found that it seems like no good as ever comes of it. And I, I would ask you, do you feel that it serves your, your following to address the trolls so, so directly? You know, it's hard to say. Um, It's still pretty brand new. But when I do go back and and watch those videos back to back, I do fear that it puts me in a light of um, someone that's super negative when I'm not actually. Yeah. So I I've considered it before. Um, I'm not sure how much longer I will do it for. I think the original reason that I started was because I got a lot of the same, the same comments over and over again. Sure. And, um, addressing those did diminish the amount of times that I got those comments. But at the same time, I also have people that are devoted followers that, um, that are like, this is really negative and you should be positive. And so I do worry about the effect that it has. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. How long does it take you to make one of your videos? I noticed some of them, uh, you know, they're 60 seconds, but you might have four or five different shots, different lighting, different filters. Um, how long does it take you to uh, make one of those videos? Mm, probably less than 20 minutes, to be honest with you. And really? that's why there's so many of them. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll think, you know, during the day about something that I want to talk about. Um, but for the most part, it's, it's pretty quick to film. Um, I definitely don't have a lot of some of the editing that people do in the transitions. And there's a few that I've put, you know, more time into, um, I'm trying to actually get away from doing series. I'm trying to find a way to be succinct enough to include everything that I have into kind of one minute sound bites. Um, because a lot of times people will get, part of the video on the for you page and then they won't get the context that it's in and it does create confusion at times it's right. it's definitely not the perfect venue for having political discourse <laughs> now we, we should probably tell people that the for you page is that is that kind of analogous to um you know like your 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 timeline your feed um, sort of. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, it's like when something is trending, it's like the front page, you know, of the newspaper, okay. if that's what what it was. It said people are really interested in this or this video is hot. And so they're going through, you know, the top videos and that would be the for you page. And, you know, the longer you scroll down it, the less popular the videos are. Oh, okay. So that's interesting. Now, I've mm-hmm. noticed, too, that the way um, the app works, it does seem very intuitive. Um, if, mm-hmm. if you are liking or watching. Watching a certain type of video, it does send you more of those very quickly, yes. uh, much more so than Facebook or Instagram, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That's what I've noticed. Even making videos where I will use um, like Republican geared hashtags to try and draw Republican viewers in. Oh, OK. When I get back on my For You page, it will start pitching me. Republican yeah. um, videos. Interesting. So I've noticed that too. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of governments, um, the United States government, I believe Chuck Schumer 
uh, has mm-hmm. said something about uh, wanting to check out TikTok. And one of the uh, concerns that they have, TikTok is owned by a Chinese company called ByteDance. Mm-hmm. And um, they're concerned about the uh, Chinese being able to gather data uh, on American citizens. Um, have you followed this and do you have an opinion about this? Um, I have somewhat of an opinion and I have followed it a little bit. Um, I know that there have been concerns about China um, kind of censoring a lot of the stuff that comes out. Yeah. There was a girl, I guess, that uh, made a video about some some of the things that are going on in China that the government didn't want you to know about. And the video got taken down. Yeah, I kind of think that any time that you're using a private service like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's not OK that they censor it. But I almost expect it. Yeah. At this point. Well, that would be my, uh, my little uh, sarcastic comment would be, yeah, if I'm going to have my uh, data uh, uh, gathered and, uh, and they're going to be uh, tracking my behavior, I want it done by a good old fashioned American company. <laughs> <laughs> if they're going to influence the election, I want it by, but done by an American company. Uh, yeah. and, and, you know, that's the um, uh, in all honesty, in, in this day and age. Whether it's TikTok or whether it's something else, and and I'll go a step further and say even phones themselves mm-hmm. have the potential to be monitoring devices. And, and Definitely. That, and that's – I don't know if this is the case, but it wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me that a phone has the ability to monitor you even when it's turned off. It, it would not surprise me. Yeah, not after what came out with Snowden years back, you know, came yeah. out. Um, with the NSA, I, I I don't even think that that's out of the realm of possibilities either. Yeah. So I, I, it, it's part of the world that we live in today. And unless you want to go live in the forest in a log cabin mm-hmm. somewhere, um, you know, a technology is is very much a um, a two way uh, interactive device. As much as you utilize it, it can utilize you. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the world that we live in. And, and if you're going to utilize any of this technology, you have to be aware of that and, and be on your guard. Um, what is your your favorite aspect of TikTok? Now, you obviously like it. You spend a lot of time on it. Um, is it the instant response that you get or is it something else? Oh, yeah, there's definitely some sort of endorphin rush that you get from releasing a video and getting you know 50 comments on it in an hour. Um, that's, there's definitely a physical, I guess, addiction to it in that respect. Um, but like my favorite aspects of the app itself is definitely the ability to interact with other people that create content. You know, they have the duet feature where you can have your videos side by side with theirs. You can interact with them. You can make commentary on them. And it, it, it makes the world feel a little bit smaller to be able to reach out to people sure. across the country like that. Oh, absolutely. Now, do you watch some of the other videos besides political stuff, some of the uh, dancing videos? And Oh, yeah, probably more so than the political ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, they're, they're really funny. Um, I really enjoy them. My my music taste has even changed, you know, from listening to those oh, wow. videos so much. Um, and kind of after I spend a lot of time in other political videos commenting or people are tagging me in political things and I say my two cents and they say theirs, I do get burnt out eventually and yeah. I will look through it just for the comedy. There are political videos that I've just skipped right past just because after a while you get 
overstimulated. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of times it's the same, uh, you know, same points over and over again, said in different mm-hmm. ways. So, yeah, you have to take a step back from quite, quite frankly, I've noticed some of the dancing videos. Some of those people are very talented. Oh yeah. I, I mean, uh, you know, it goes beyond just doing the uh, the uh, you know the the electric slide or something at your local bar. I mean, these people really uh, are athletic, and they 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 work on these things. They're extremely well timed, and uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's just like anything else. When when people get on on something like this, they're going to say, well, a lot of it's this and a lot of it's that. But yeah, of course, it, it's it's new, so you're going to have a lot of fluff on there, but there really is some, no matter what category of stuff you're looking for, there's some very talented people on there. Yep. Um, what would be, let's say, your least favorite aspect of TikTok? If you could change something about it, what would it be? Um, well, the teacher in me is definitely going to say the sexualization of children that happens on the app. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of very suggestive sounds. And although TikTok tries to keep kids, I think, under 13 off of it, yeah. um, that doesn't end up happening. And uh, you, you'll get a lot of underage kids um, doing that. So I feel like there is a huge risk for abuse by, you know, sexual predators, that sort of thing. That does worry me quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, I, I would say that's probably true. And I mm-hmm. would say this, too. I, I've noticed even young adults uh, a lot of times are really forthcoming with a lot of personal information. Definitely. And I would definitely uh, guard against that. Uh, that's yeah. yeah. I don't think that students um, realize so much how when you put something out on the Internet, it's there forever. Yes. Um, before I became a teacher, I was a substitute, a, a permanent substitute for about four years at a high school in El Paso. Okay. And we had a girl that did something sexual with her boyfriend in the bathroom and someone recorded it through oh. the stall. And they were both 18, and this person released it on the internet. They couldn't take it down. They were of age. Her name was in the title first and last. And I was just like, this girl is going to have to change her name. You know, the name that her parents gave her is going to have to change it. And kids don't think, even 18-year-old kids, they don't think about how devastating things like that can be. Yeah. So I definitely agree with that. If someone was about to, um, wanting to get on TikTok, what would be the best advice that you would have for them to get off to a good start? Um, probably to pick something that they're good at. Um, I've always been good at talking. You'll never see me do a dancing video because (laughs) I am just the clumsiest person on the planet. So you've got to go with something that you're good at. And then it's really about grinding it out. Um, the, the videos that I put out that I think are going to explode, sometimes they fizzle and nobody sees them. Right. And there are others that it's just a thought I had in passing that just completely changes the game. Yeah. So, you know, don't put information out there that could be compromising, but I, I have over 350 videos and they're just little things, you know, that I've put out there. And it, you'd be surprised what will and what won't take off. Yeah. My husband told me, because I was saying, I want to do a video about dyslexia. And he's like, that's such a niche thing. Nobody's going to be interested in that. Yeah. But I put it out there anyway, and it's my most viewed video. It has, um, I think, close to 500,000 views on yeah. it. So it's just really about 
trying different things. I think if you put enough stuff out there, you know, it will get traction eventually. My wife, uh, you know, I was experimenting with uh, the TikTok and she ended up, all right, well, I guess I'll try it. You know, now she's not, she's not the type to do videos, Mm -hmm. but uh, she likes the dancing videos and she likes the funny stuff and the cat videos. Of course, I like the cats too. And Mm -hmm. uh, she's like like addicted to it now. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. She, I don't know how much she spends on it every day. Some days more than others. Uh, She's very busy, but um, she's, she's really gotten into it. So it's something I I believe, you know, you have to go into it with the mindset that it is an app. It's supposed to be for fun. You you can follow societal issues and and political things too, but obviously don't take it too seriously. Just be careful, be wise. Uh, You know, don't talk about, you know, a lot of personal information and, and just keep it on the, uh, on on the lighthearted side of things. And I think you can have a good, uh, good time with it. Um, I'm undecided as it stands right now as a marketing tool. I'm kind of 50, 50. Um, I've Twitter has, has worked very well for me uh, when mm-hmm. it comes to podcasts and other things. I'm, I'm still on the learning curve of, of what TikTok is going to do. But uh, it's it's certainly worth investigating and getting to know because in in today's, if you, if you do marketing like I do, and, and a lot of my audience does, you can't ignore the, the shiny object that's off in the distance. Some will fade mm-hmm. away. Uh, others, six months from now, they're the way things are done. And that's just, you know, you just have to, you know, I'm kind of like a politician. I keep my options open oh, yeah. uh, when it comes to social media. We have been talking to Kay. Now she is K-Pal, okay, at K-Pal numeral seven, K-Pal seven on TikTok. Um, you can follow me. I'm on TikTok as well, although I don't have near the following that Kay does. But I'm at BillyD's zero one. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter and you can tweet me whatever. You just have to be nice now. You have to be nice. You don't have to agree. You just have to be nice now. You can tweet me anytime at Billy D's on Twitter. Kay, um, you are a, a very intelligent, uh, talented person. Um, I fi- you mentioned that you don't talk well. You know, you, you speak very well. Thank uh, you. I appreciate you're, that. Yeah, you're a, you're a, a very intelligent. And, and here's the thing. When it comes to politics, you know, I don't walk in step with a lot of the things that you may say or Bill Moore may say or whatever. But I, I I respect the fact that their their opinion is based in intelligence. And there are times when the needle with me does get moved. It does. Mm -hmm. And we should give people the opportunity to move the needle once in a while. And, and we don't do that. That's the one thing bad about social media in general. We follow who we like. We follow the news sources that we like. And then everybody else gets blocked. And to be objective, I feel you have to let allow people the opportunity to move the needle a little bit. And you do a great job with that. Thank you. All right. Okay. Yeah, I don't block a lot of people um, because of that. You know, I have several friends that are diehard libertarians and Republicans on there, too, and I do listen to them also. So it's always important to not, you know, live in a, a bubble. Exactly. That is so true. Kay, I want to thank you very much for, for taking your time and doing the podcast today. You were a fantastic guest. Thank you. Okay, we've been speaking to, once again, KPAL7 on TikTok. Do check her out. My name is Billy Dees, and once again, you can find us on just about any of the major podcasting networks, including iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, all of those. Do check out the program as often as you like. Tweet me when you can. I am Billy Dees, and thank you for checking out our podcast today.
hello everyone. I am Billy Dees from the self-titled Billy Dees Podcast. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and many more of the best podcast networks. Join me for my commentary and interviews. Follow me on Twitter, really easy to find, at Billy Dees. I am Billy Dees. I'd love to have you listen in.